This is Work of the Beat. It is Tuesday night, November 22nd, 2022. I'm Kevin Cooney. Yes, we're back. Give me what you and welcome back to our latest episode. I'm Kevin. That's Mike on the other end of the line here. Uh, I apologize for how stuffed up I sound, uh, but cold season has arrived, Mr. Kern. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm always fine. So, for some of you who have wondered, hey, what have happened? To, what has happened to those guys? Uh, well, life has gotten in the way. Obviously, you know, as many of you know about my mom, she has been uh, sick, but she's been living with us, so that's made a lot of things uh, happen around here. Plus, I've been doing—I picked up some extra work for AP, so the schedule hasn't been kind to us. So, I apologize on that end, but. How many people were at the link on Saturday? <laughs> the official announced was 14,000. But in theory, it was less than five. Oh, I think you could. No, split. not in theory. I mean, in. In, in practicality. Yeah. Hey, look. It, it, you know, in practicality, it was probably less than half of five. The sad fact is that they had gotten out of that. You know, I lived through that for like two decades. And in, in a much worse in a much worse stadium, we should point out too. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Um, and then much cheaper know, too, but that's a whole different story. Happened. Look, Temple was never going to average. I've tried to explain this to <laughs> Temple people. They're never going to average thirty five thousand people legitimately. Right. Yeah, that just isn't going to happen. They they can dream that they can if they go to the ACC they can whatever they, they but they were getting. You know, when rule was there, I mean, I would say 15, 18, maybe like at the start of the year, it'd be more than it would kind of dwindle as the year went on. Uh, but, you know, there, 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 there was people, you know, there was real life people. And obviously the Notre Dame game and the Penn State games game day coming. And yeah, yeah and unfortunately, you're never going to play Notre Dame and Penn State, at least in the foreseeable future here. Uh, that's just a shame. And I know, look, the last couple of years have not been kind. COVID wasn't kind. Their former coach just didn't work out. Um, you know what I'm amazed by? Well, they've been playing better. I mean, yeah. you know, the last the few weeks before that, I mean, you know, but again. Mike, I'm amazed we did our – this is our first moments of a show in a month and our first conversation is about Temple Falls. Well, no, only because you covered the game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah, I was there. I was there. You, sent me, you sent me a picture. And I tweeted it out. Yeah. yeah, and and I look. I've never been one. All the years I covered, I I told one one time Larry Doc, the SID, and he's a good guy, right there. And he said to me something about something about a crowd. I can't remember exactly what the conversation was. I never wrote about the crowds uh-huh. ever. And I just said, "Wow, I'll tell you what." I said, "I'll write. I'll write about that." But then I'm going to write about every, the crowd every single game I go to. I never heard another word. So. Because, you know, this extends the basketball. I mean, it's just, it just, it is. But um, I don't know. You know, I think, look, I, I don't know this coach. I, I, I From what I hear, I mean, it seems like, yeah. But you got to give the guy a couple of years, I guess, at least. And three teams are leaving the conference. Um, yeah. This should make it look. And, and, the, and the conference didn't help him out with a 4 o'clock Saturday game in the middle of November. Let's be no. honest. And, look, Temple isn't the only school in America that has trouble drawing. I'm not oh, saying no. people are drawing like, 2,500 or three, whatever. But, again, they're not the only ones. I just, 
it's just a hard sell. Thought. Yeah, I, I just remember right. that. The Notre Dame game, Kevin. Right. Yeah, was I, I was there. You and I were both there. That's that right. Night. That's right. I mean, it was just you. You couldn't have written that, right? You, yeah. And then the Penn State. And they game, had a shot to win the game. That was the best oh, part. Absolutely, they had a shot. And and the Penn State game earlier in the year that I was not at, uh, Labor Day weekend or the weekend where they beat Penn State for the first time since '41, and they sacked Hackenberg ten times. I, I mean, you know, but you know, Matt wasn't going to stay there. I mean, that's it's not Matt's fault. Then Jeff Collins. Seemed like he had an idea, and he wasn't going to stay there. And Manny Diaz was there for a week. Yeah, um, you know, hey, look. Rod Carey. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just hoping right. that this guy can can turn it around in a couple of years and make them semi relevant. Well, the quarterback's again. not bad. EJ Warner's pretty good. Yeah, yeah uh, but you, need, right. you need more than a you quarterback. need more than quarterback. They have yeah. no running game right now. Uh, they have no a lot of things, but that's okay. They try. All right, as far as I can tell. So this is what we're going to do. There's no guest. We're going to get a guest on next week. I promise that because I have a couple lined up. Obviously, with Thanksgiving, it's a little difficult this now, week. Now, I'm going to be in Florida next week, so you may be doing that on your own. I will be doing that on my own. But okay, um, as we try to get back in a somewhat regular rhythm, um, we're going to break it down. We're going to touch on the big three franchises. I would bring Flyers talk into it, but... Eh, at this point, Kevin, I wouldn't know what to say about the Flyers. Yeah, I mean that's exactly the point. So we'll start. They have, no te- they have they look. The coach has them trying to play hard, which right. you knew was going to happen, right? Uh-huh. He's not going to take any crap. He's going. They have no, or not no. That's that's bad. Very little talent. Well, Travis and, Travis Konecny's not bad, but yeah, and, I, I, and, Car- and Carter Hart's pretty good. No, oh, the goalie's good, but they're going to they could ruin the goalie. But they have no um, they have no defenseman in front of them. And, uh, where is not, why are we talking about that? No, let's well, because they're a team that people some people look. This is what I have a tough time with. Three years ago, Vigneault's first year, they were good. They 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 were the top seed after they won that little fourteen playoff thing. They won a playoff round. They got the game seven of the second round. The next year they started off okay, and then all of a sudden, COVID came. Um, or no, maybe that was the year after the COVID, because the uh-huh. COVID might have been the year when they won the little playoff. Uh huh. And then COVID hit them, and they just went south, and then the coach was gone. All right. Like, yeah, um, I, I'm. Just, I, I, I know I'm. I'm. I'm hitting the brakes on this because I want to get. Can you oh, answer one, one quick question? How does the GM have a job? Because Comcast sucks. Okay, you answered it. That's fine. Because okay. you're down there. I'm not down there. You know, you're down there sometimes. I'm down there a decent amount. Yeah. Okay. Uh, their their GM, their their organization's a little weird right now. But okay, I'm, and I'm sorry I brought it up. I'm, okay. Yeah. All right. Let's start with the Eagles. Obviously, at nine and one, and only nine and one team in football. Only one loss team remaining. Uh, have not looked good really the last three weeks. They didn't look good against the Texans, got away with it. They didn't look good against the Commanders, lost. Probably lost, although the, the irony is if the face mask is called on the Goddard play, they probably go to have a strong shot to go down and force that game at least to overtime. Well, if the face mask is called last week, they probably lose. Yeah. So. Okay, so what? Yeah. You know. Um. Kind of, and they get Green Bay this week. They get Tennessee next week. Um, they're in a good spot 
to get home field in the NFC. You think? Uh, but are they the best team in the NFC for what you've seen the last couple of days with Dallas and San Francisco? Well, if I had the conversation with you a week ago when Dallas lost at Green Bay, what would you have told me? Uh, you know, yeah. You can't go week to week to week. Well, and and Minnesota obviously is in that mix as well, even though right. Minnesota. So does, does Buffalo stink now because they lost a couple of games, or is Buffalo still good? Um, look, you play 17 games, okay? You are not going to play 17 great games. You are not. Teams lose in this league every week. Indianapolis beat Kansas City in week two. I think it was week two. Um, so you, 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 you know, to me, the, you, you want to be playing your best football, hopefully December, January, as the, as the playoffs come in. The Eagles won a game that they probably should have lost. That, to me, is a sign of a good team, that they were able to somehow, some way, drive down the field at the end and score basically because of Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, does that mean, am I going to look at it and not be critical? I, I think they missed Goddard. And he's going to be out probably another month or so. Um, but the defense, you know, with the much maligned defense from Monday night, that, again, only gave up three field goals. I think two field goals the second half of that game or three. Right. Gave up three field goals after the opening drive on Sunday. So, Indianapolis doesn't have a lot of weapons. They got an old quarterback. And, no, but and Indianapolis's defense is really good. De- and look, and they had the Eagles. They, they I mean, yep. they probably should have had the game, but the Eagles won. So, if, look at it this way, Kevin. They're 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 nine and one. They've covered already. I told you to take. I told everybody why I didn't bet it because I'm an idiot. The, the over eight and a half, which was like stealing money. Um, they've covered that already. And Temple got over two and a half. By the way, um, they, if they go five and three the rest of the way, let's say they go five and three, give them three losses. Give them a loss to one of the Giant games. Give them a loss at Dallas. Give them a loss to Tennessee. Okay, they're going to finish thirteen and four. Who's going to beat thirteen and four? The Vikings have to go fourteen and three because the Eagles have the tiebreaker, right? Dallas would have to win out or, or lose once and hope that they win the tiebreaker. And I don't know how that would work. Well, at that point, they may win because of the division mark, but that's fine. The All point. I'm saying is, who's going to beat thirteen and four? And they might, I mean, they might even go, I mean, maybe they go 14 and three. I, I don't know, but I just don't see how it's going to be very hard for them not to be the top seed. That's just the way I look at it. And if you're the top seed, that doesn't mean you're going to the Super Bowl. It, it probably means you're playing in the NFC title game. But, you know, I was looking at the, um, trying to figure this out. Let's say the Eagles win the division and they're the top seed. Okay, the Vikings are probably the two seed. Uh, Dallas can't be the three or the four, right? San Francisco could be the three or the four. Well, the division champions are three, four. Dallas would be five, uh-huh. right? So I'm just saying. Now, Dallas is probably, go, probably going to play Tom Brady in the NFC South. The two teams you don't want to play, I think, if you're an Eagle fan, but you, you're probably going to have to play at least one of them, is San Francisco and Dallas. I mean, I don't think Tampa and Tom Brady, I mean, I know they beat you bad last year, but it's not quite the same team, and the game would be here. Uh, the Vikings, the, I still think the Vikings are a good team. Uh, but, again, they'd have to come here. Uh, the Giants in the playoffs, I, I don't you – know, the Giants and the Redskins could both make the playoffs as the six and seven seeds. So, you know, 
at some point in January, the Eagles are probably going to have to beat San Francisco and or Dallas and or Minnesota, and it's probably going to be here. So I'll take that shot. You know, if you I know, told you that three months ago, what would you have said? Well, I would say, okay, I would say that the one thing that I'm looking at I would have signed up, but here, here's the. You mentioned about how the Vikings would have to go fourteen to three, right? Here's their schedule. Uh, don't start doing these games, please. No, please, no, no, please, no. Please. I'll just give you okay. the. I'll give you the. But opponents. the Eagles could go Mike, fourteen and three. Also, Mike, I'll give you. I'll give you the opponents: Patriots, Jets, both at home, at Lions, Colts, Giants at home, at Green Bay, at the Bears. Okay, so that so could be a 14-3 schedule. Indy's playing better. Um, the Lions have won three straight. Uh, I just saw the Vikings lose 40-3 to at home. I mean, Kevin, you, you can't play that. You, we, in this league, every single week, there are two or three games that happen that you sit there and go, how did that happen? And it's just that it hasn't happened to the Eagles yet. I mean, the Washington game, the perfect example, division game, nobody thought they were going to lose that game. Okay. I'm not saying that but I'm not going to pencil Minnesota in for going six and one the rest of the way. Let them play the games. Let it, you know they got. I think you just rattled off three division games. Uh, I don't know if Justin Fields is playing. The Bears probably have a shot. Um, I don't know if he's going to be playing. I'm just saying you you can't you know you, you can't just say hey they're going to go and if they go 14 and three the Eagles could go 14 and three. Yeah. And if God forbid the Eagles have to go to Minnesota. If that's the way it turns out, okay, so you go to Minnesota. You know, it's a dome, uh, you know, and, and, or maybe, you know, maybe Minnesota and the Eagles both lose in the playoffs and, they don't, and it's Dallas-San Francisco in the final. I mean, you know, last year the Rams, the Rams ended up playing um, the Frisco's, right? I mean, right. they were like the four and five seeds or the four and six seeds or whatever. So, you know. Well, so let uh, uh, the one best part about what happened on Sunday that I, from my standpoint and look, Jalen hurts is the story of the season and rightfully so. Okay. Yeah. And he's not the MVP of the league. Well, no, Mr. Mahomes and right. But I hear people all the time, which is wonderful. He's having a great year. He's having it, but because the other guy's great already, don't diminish his greatness. Um, Jalen's come out of nowhere kind of to get here and that's great. That's awesome. Here is so one thing. If you watch the final two minutes of the Kansas City Chargers game, you know why. Now, Jalen took his team down the field, too. I was just going to say. Yeah, he did. That the one thing that I observed out of that was the fact that that's the move of a winning quarterback. A winning a quarterback doing that. And, yeah. imp- and it was a lot of improvising. Look, it was the pass interference generous. Yeah, it was. No, he was a – look, I hate pass interference. I hate it because it's too str- – that was a pass interference. Mm. I mean, he, he just ran over the guy. Right. But he observed the mismatch and forced almost the P.I. I mean, so that's – give credit to the quarterback who observes the mismatch. Here's, here's the difference between a Mahomes and and and, 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 and Jalen. And it's not Jalen's fault. Jalen does it more with his feet. He does. Mahomes does it more with his arm. Now, he had a really big run against the Chargers, like right. a 25-yard run. But And I'm not knocking that. I'm, that's what Jalen does 
even though he's a much better passer, his most dangerous thing is still his feet. Yeah. And I, I cannot believe coaches in this league get paid a lot of money. So you're going to tell me on that fourth and two at the end that the, the Colts didn't know that Jalen was going to get the ball. Are you serious? Like, you got to sell it's out. one thing to know. It's another thing to stop it. No, 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 no. I understand. But what I'm saying, and Jalen made a nice move mm-hmm. to probably get. But what I'm saying is, and even on the touchdown play when he scores third and goal from the seven, don't you have to have one guy, a, a linebacker, or a safety, whatever, whose only job it is on that play is to stay with Hurts? I, I find that hard to believe that the Eagles' best weapon on the field was unaccounted for. Right. I, I just, but again, that's that good for the Eagles, good for Jalen. Um, he's a, Kevin. I never doubted. You know, there was an interesting conversation this week on on ESPN, the, the Get Up Show, about how the, the quarterback for the Colts or for the Jets now may not be the guy. Right? We whatever. What he said after the game and all, it just wasn't a good look. And the guy said, he goes, when you draft guys, he goes, all these guys got talent, right? They all got talent. They all can do this. They can, you know, throw a football through a car, whatever. But it's the mindset. It's the men, It's the mental. Jalen Hurts, nobody has ever questioned his mental capacity, his heart, no, his winning ability. It's all been about the ability <laughs> to ability get to throw the ball. Yeah. That's all. And he's got – and he the calmness that he shows, Kevin, I am amazed at the calmness that he shows mm-hmm. – Nothing seems to fluster him, and that rubs off on his teammates. Yeah, and I really think it plays a big part in you know, like I said, is he better than Mahomes? No, is he better? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. If you took the thirty quarterbacks in the league, and I ran them down in my head, who would I take Jalen over right now, this minute? Like not for five years from now, and like two thirds of the league, you know, I would take Jalen, maybe more than two thirds. Uh, but there's some quarterbacks out there, and Philly fans don't want to hear this. They're still better than him, and they may always be better than him, and that's okay. But what he's doing in, in his third year and his his second year of starting, I mean, it is amazing when you really think about it. Yep. I think there's not much more to say after that. I mean, you know, he is he has been the story of the year. The head coach concerns oh, yeah. the head coach concerns me a little bit. Nick Sirianni, dude, you know, uh, eh, never mind. I'll get in trouble no, for what he, I want to say. He's 9-1, Kevin. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. You know, act like you've been the there. The podcast for crying out. I know. Act like you've been there before. Act like you've been well, there I before. The whole Frank Wright thing was a little weird. But, yeah, but you don't Especially know when you, you coach like shit in that game. But, but that's fine. That's all well and good. Coaches are going to have bad weeks. And they're going to have bad moments. Okay, and that sometimes the players have to bail the coach out. But I don't know how emotional he was. Frank Reich, apparently, the way he was talking is like his big brother. So do I think he went a little overboard? Yeah. But again, I can't put myself inside him, what he was feeling. I I didn't understand the run, like pointing at the fans and stuff. That's what I'm talking about. I know what you were talking. I know. I know. That struck me as a little weird, too. But again, he's a young guy. It's his second year of coaching. He's like thirty-five years old, or whatever the hell he is. Uh, I, I'll give him the pass. I mean, I'll you know, I'll give him a mulligan. Now, if he does it every week, you know, and becomes a clown, yeah, yes, then, then, then. And, and the interesting is the interesting thing is going to be everything's went for them this year. 
when something doesn't go for them, whether it's this year, next year, whatever year, you know, how are they going to react then? Yeah. You know, if they have a three-game losing streak at some point. I don't know. That's but, a totally fair point. Hey, he, he's he's won, you know, him and Jalen have won like, was it, 14 of the last 15 games or some yeah. absurd yeah. number. So, you know what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. He, he, he's earned the right for now to do that. Uh, but I, again, I'm with you. I'm, I'm that, that when I saw what was happening at the end of the game, I, and I kind of knew what it was. I, I, I kind of knew. I figured it I was one of two things either a Frank Wright related thing, or he, there were a group of Eagle fans behind the bench who were taunting him during the game. I was. Well, I, but would Eagle fans taunt you? Oh yeah. You see, well then, when well, the Eagle fans are bozos, then if you're going to no, go no, 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 I'm just saying that's the only thing I could have thought of. Uh, like, it, yeah, look it, after I, the I after that whole Howie Roseman telling yeah. f you to the guys in Houston, and I get he yeah. he was playing around and all that. I I don't know what it is, I, uh, but whatever. I mean, it's well, not a Howie, major. Howie's very sensitive, and look. Howie's right. He's won a Super Bowl. Yeah. You can't take that away from him. Now, did he have a couple? I, 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 so I would love to sit in a room sometime. I mean this. in, in the Because um, they have a Super Bowl caliber team right now that they've put together in two years. Uh, I would love to sit there and say, Howie, you're sitting there in the draft that year, and it comes down to Rager or Jefferson. And I'm not meaning to, like, like make embarrassing or something. Howie, what the hell were you thinking? Yeah. Like, what? just please tell me. Because that, I don't care if they win the Super Bowl. Yes, that, that will be, but that was the worst draft pick in the history of the world. Yeah, it I was. Agree. I agree. But again, they're they're on the precipice of challenging for another one. So what am I going to do? Call Howie Roseman an idiot? The way he's put this put this team together in the last year and a half? No, I can't do it. I would lose the argument. All right, so that's the Eagles story. Uh, the next one, obviously, since we last talked to you, um has been the fact that the Phillies, who lost the World Series in six games to Houston. Um, go ahead. I, I know you and I have talked on the phone since then. Uh, your thoughts on the pitching change and taking Zach Wheeler out of game six after 70 pitches? Well, it's ancient history now, but, I mean, yeah. Dick Girardi texted me at the time. It was funny because Dick said I wouldn't have taken him out. And the weird thing was, Kevin, I didn't even think about it because I knew he was coming out. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like it. Didn't strike me as a choice at that point because Alvarado was warming up. It's what they've done. It's what baseball teams do now, right? Um, and Mike Sealski, I thought, wrote a really good column about it the next day or two, where he said that decision was made at three in the afternoon. It wasn't made at nine o'clock at night or nine thirty, whatever time it was. Um, obviously, look, the guy hit a three-run homer. He hit it four hundred ninety yeah. feet. So yeah, it's a bad choice. We don't know, and we'll never know. You know, but it's like the people that tell me, you know, well, Mitch Williams shouldn't have pitched that ninth inning against Trout. Well, tell me who was going to pitch. Like, like, and go back to it, 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 this was a different kind of a decision because there actually was a decision to be made. But I think that Rob, and look, Rob didn't make a bad move for, for you know, the, the, a month. For most, ahead. most, I was just going to say, for most of a season. Right. But especially in the playoffs, I mean, yeah. you know, people were like, change the lineup, Rob. No, I'm going to stick with this lineup. Okay. And for the most part, it worked. It, it, when you score three runs in your last three games, Kevin, you're not beating Father Judge. When you had okay? nine hits in the last three games, Forget right? Exactly. Six, and two, three of the, runs. two of them were Schwarber home runs. Okay, so I, I, I now 
in re- in hindsight, hey, yeah, would they they sure let now if you'd let Wheeler stay in and the guy hits it, maybe he doesn't hit a three run home, but maybe it's a double left field or something. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, he's going to get killed either way. Yeah, I oh. mean, he, he made my only problem is if if Wheeler was indeed really feeling strong at that point, and as he said later, he was surprised. Okay, mm-hmm. I think you have to err on the side of Wheeler. That's just me. I think you have to go with your thing and say, okay. And Alvarado had not pitched really, really well in his last couple of outings. I know they, they brought him in with the bases loaded the one time, and he hit the batter. He hit Alvarez. Out my, my defense of Rob Thompson on this is simple, okay? It got him to this point, and there was also the question of, with Wheeler, if he was healthy enough to even really make the start in game six. Everybody had all these concerns after the way he blew up and the velocity was down in game two and all that. Right. So asking him to get through at that point was asking a lot. But I think, as I said with Mike, I think the decision was made at three in the it, afternoon. It absolutely was. And that's, and that's, but I think you also have to be smart enough as a person and flexible enough to say, hey, my guy's at 68 pitches. He's still throwing into whatever he was up to at that right. point. He was at 70 pitches. He was right. going, right. He was at five and a third. And he'd given up a single up the middle that Ruben Amaro swears he thought was going to be a double play ball if the defense was shifted differently, right? right. And he also had the hit batter where the guy kind of stuck his hip out. Okay, a good play by him. Um, and, again, the, the numbers were, which I didn't realize at the time, that Alvarez actually hits lefties better but, some, but, but, Mike, I think the basic point is something was going to get that team, either in game six or game seven. They have run out of gas. The The bats have run out of gas in that lineup. Right. And, you know, the idea that Ranger Suarez was going to be a savior in game seven or however they were going to manipulate it, it just... The Houston Astros are the better team. But there was people in Philly that believe that. I I get it. Okay, I'm just saying. Which leads to the next point, okay? Wait a minute. Before you get to the next point, Dick Girardi said something to me on on the thing we do on Saturdays. And he said, at that point, Wheeler Wheeler was going to be off for the next five months regardless. Like, you weren't saving him for anything. So if he really was throwing the ball, well, if he's well, pitching with a potential injury, you're saving him from maybe yeah, doing well, more Kevin, harm. That could happen on pitch sixty six. Then I, I mean, understand. All I'm saying is, if Riamulto, if the catcher and the pitcher seem both surprised by the move, which I wasn't, but again, I'm not in the dugout. Um, and the other point was for Philly. This is the, the part that happened that messed us all up. You get up two to one in a World Series, okay? The game that gets you to two to one, you hit five home runs. Yep. You win seven nothing. All of a sudden, the Phillies have won seven straight postseason games at home. There was a lot of people who didn't even think that series was getting back to Houston. Yeah. Right? And that's the problem. When you get up two to one, you figure you should and at then least you get, get to and a then game you get seven. no hit in game four. You get no hit, and then game five was a classic. I mean, look, game five could have went either way. Yeah. Uh, the guy makes the catch in right field. Um, you know, you have the error at first base. Um you know, and the Astros win by one. Um, well, you know, and, and now and now we've had another offseason. It'll be an interesting one. Dave Dombrowski is extended today to 2027, and rightfully so. And Rob Thompson. Absolutely. Rob Thompson's going to be here two more years. Great story, by the way, by Matt Gelb in The Athletic today about how Thompson had originally planned on calling it a career. Wow. Um, heading into the season that he was going to retire. 
taking even before over. even before the Girardi stuff. Yeah, but the Girardi wow. stuff got him fired up to keep going. Wow. Okay, and you know he felt he had grown stale in his role as bench coach. He was starting to have how old, how old is he, Kevin? He's around sixty. Okay, so. He would have had his full pension. He would have been in pretty good shape. Um, uh-huh. You know, and he would have been able to go back to Canada and all that, but he's coming back and he's happy and he's actually going to set up full roots here in Philly. He's going to get an apartment or a condo and all that. Um, but the question is going to linger over this offseason until we get to the winter meetings, and I'm hoping we'll get Jim Salisbury or one of the beat guys on here before we they go to San Diego. Hey. Can I say one thing real quick? Yeah. Some of the stuff that the Inquirer did was really, really good. Well, so, did, all that. so did the athletic at gym. I just, oh, no. And I no. don't read the athletic. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. But Scott Lauber in particular um, yeah, Scott was wrote, a, Scott wrote a couple games. And Matt that, Breen. And Matt, Matt I mean, Alex was there. Sealski yeah. was there a lot. Marcus was there. But the, the, the beat guy writing those stories would probably in, in like 10 minutes, I'm guessing, or whatever he had to write. Mm-hmm. They were really, really good. So, Scott, wherever you are, <laughs> but I'm sure I'm not the first person that said that. So No. and But I will say, like, the biggest thing, the biggest question going into this offseason is how big do they go? How big? I think everybody assumes they're going for a shortstop. Uh, obviously, with Gene Segura not coming back. Um, well, could they still sign Gene, or is that definitely the? No, they, they could, but right, okay. I think he. When you kind of say to a guy, "We're not picking up your option," right, and you're kind of making it known that you're out there playing in the big fish field, yeah, you're probably going to probably move on. Um, yeah, you know what? You know, Trey Turner's the logical guy at this point for them to go target. The question is, you know, a lot of other people are going to want Trey Turner too. Um, yeah, but there's three, there's three other guys out there. Yeah, and Xander Bogarts is another one, and there's a link, obviously, with him and Dabrowski from uh, Boston. I, I'm not as in in love with Xander Bogarts, um, but I'm okay with him. I mean, he's an upgrade. Um, but I would prefer it for them to go get Turner. I think Turner changes the constitution of their lineup. I think it's more contact driven. I think it gives them an element of speed they really don't have right now. Um, and I think defensively he is superior to Bogarts. That's my opinion. But then you move Stott to second. Stott goes to second. Stott's a pretty decent defender. Now your infield doesn't look too bad, at least up in the middle. Um, the funny, you know, the funny thing was, and I and I know Segura had a lot of ups and downs here in previous years and whatever, and he finally gets. No, he was he was fine this year, but he was. There were times in the playoffs. I know he didn't hit great in the World Series. I, I, none of them did. A lot of them did. But man, there was a couple times he came up with big hits for them, and he can. You know, like I don't think he was. And I understand why they're moving on. Like I, I totally get that. It's, it's, but man, he wasn't that bad. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, whatever. Uh, and obviously, I mean, you know, Turner, if you're going to put a list of the free agents out there, Turner is going to be probably number two among all of them, even if can you they afford him. Yeah, they can afford it. They, they have 30 million coming off the books between Segura and uh, the long gone uh, Didi Gregorius contracts. So the question is, can you afford him and get something else? If you're well, signing Bogarts... That's always the question. Yeah. If you're signing Bogarts, then you're probably playing 
trying to get somebody else in your starting rotation. Um, maybe you're going to try to do a Bogarts, Carlos Rodon kind of combo. I think if you're the Phillies, you got to sit down and say, okay, this is what we think our starting lineup's going to be, right? If 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 Hoskins is going to be the first baseman, if we're not going to trade him for a pitcher, yeah, I think the, I think he's going to probably end up back here. Okay, so you sit down and say, okay, this is this is our lineup. Okay, now you got the Harper question hanging over everything, but again, you're you're not probably going to know at least for a little while what that status is. Uh, you got to say, do we need a starting pitcher? Do yeah. we need a relief pitcher? Yeah. Uh, do, do, well, okay. And I think they need maybe a better backup catcher, or somebody that's going to play more innings because you can't have you can't have Riamolto play that many. Yeah, games. I think Garrett Stubbs is okay though. That's fine. No, if he's fine, but then you got to let him play more. You can't. You you can't. He was done. He was toast well, by yeah. the end of the year because he just he, he wants to play. I get it. I I admire that in, in some player, but it's a tough position, and and you know. Um, so the Phillies guys sit down and say with Middleton and say, okay, here's what we need, John. We need this. If we sign Trey Turner. Need a starter, need a shortstop, and likely need a reliever. At least one reliever, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the question becomes, do you do you count on one of those pitchers coming up from the minors? And I don't have the answer to that. I, I don't know what the, the status of Painter or the other guys are. You know, if they can make some kind of an impact next year, and then you're hoping that Suarez continues to be a decent pitcher. I mean, I wouldn't think he wouldn't be, but I think people make a little too much out of him sometimes. You want a guy to keep an eye on as kind of a back-of-the-rotation guy. And I'm going to throw this name out there because I had a couple people bring this up to me in conversation. Is Nathan Navaldi. Um Avaldi is got a couple Tommy Johns. He only had 20 starts this year, um, but he obviously was with Dombrowski with the Red Sox when they won in 18. He's not going to cost a ton, and he's kind of one of them guys that you like having in that back end of the rotation who can also slide in the bullpen if you get into the playoffs. But see, I'm, I'm not, Kevin, I'm more concerned with the top of the rotation because... I, I, I am too, Mike, and I think... I, I not think look, they could be... Look, I think Noah had a fantastic. And I'm not saying Nathan Avaldi, by the way, as as a number two guy. I'm saying Nathan Avaldi is a five guy, but and see, I think they the still. Go, I though, think Kevin. they. I think they still go after it too. But Kevin, I think that's the problem. Is, and I get it. You got to have guys at the back of your rotation. Uh-huh. I get it. But we're assuming that Wheeler is going to be Wheeler next year, and he might. But he's getting older. He's had a lot of innings on his arm the last couple of years. He he basically. Took a lot of time off in the offseason. Maybe he'll do that again. Uh, he, he didn't have spring training, I think, or whatever it was. Uh, you know, you have to hope that Nola and Wheeler can be close to what they were this year. Because if they take a step back, and I'm not saying they're going to, but I'm just saying sometimes with pitchers, we see the innings kind of catch up with them. Um, and it was a long season. I mean, they played till November. So at some point, you know, if you want to say the final couple starts for Wheeler and Nola weren't up to snuff, well, that happens. Um, I mean, Verlander struggled, you know, in game one of the World Series. And he and he had, you know, this phenomenal year. I think the Phillies almost have to look, like you said, maybe, was it Rendon? What's the guy's name? Carlos Rendon. Rendon. I mean, the left, I think he's a lefty. To, right. You have to look at a guy in a lefty one hurt uh, of that can be a number two or three. You well, know, maybe R- not R- an Rendon ace. would be a 
a 1A. Rendon would be a 1A. Well, see, I would be more interested in signing somebody like that. You can also go after a Baldy <laughs> if you think that you might. But what I'm saying is this is where the owner has to come in. You have to say, hey, Mr. Owner, uh, you know, if we want to do this and we want to do that, because I think the owner right now, when you get that close – and it came out of nowhere, right? We, but, but now you're that close. And look, there's no guarantee they're going to win a playoff series next year. But they're that close. They're going to be one of the teams people will be talking about next year. There will be expectations. They'll be the fifth or sixth favorite or whatever. Oh, and there's also the going to be thing. the que- there's also going to be a question about Peter and Ebel whether either one of them will be right. up at some point. And I don't have an answer to that. Maybe they do. But again, you have to go to to the owner and say, hey, you know. How far are you willing to go with this thing? And, and he might his his taste buds, I think, are very wet right now. And he like, might say, hey, uh, uh, let's if go. you're if you're asking me which pools they're going to play in, they're going to play in that shortstop pool. I think they'll play in the back end of the starter pool because I think they'll project that they'll have to keep a spot open for one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm just not. I, and I, I think, think I think that I think they will look in the. I think they'll look for a reliever. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And, and again. And we're making some assumptions. Like we're saying that uh, Alvarado and and D- Dominguez are going to be as good next year as they were. Well, I don't know. I mean, sorry, Anthony didn't pitch for two and a half. Well, years. and he had he had a phenomenal year. Given given Alvarado had to go to the minors for two weeks, and then he was the best reliever in baseball for like two months. So relief pitchers are weird. Like the Mets just gave that guy five years, a hundred million. I'm like. Well, you know, in baseball, most year in and year out, the best relief pitchers almost change. Um, you know, Hader stunk this year for a while. Then all of a sudden, he got good again at the end of the year. So, I, I think it's going to be an interesting offseason. Well, and, and then yeah. you have, and then you have the Harper question, which is hanging over all this as well. Is sure whether he could come back in time to start the season, even as a DH. Uh, yeah, with this elbow injury that, that I believe it's tomorrow is going to be the surgery. Well, what's the worst case scenario for him? What is that? Because it's not like a pitcher getting Tommy John. No, right? no, but it, it would involve him probably being a DH again all next season. Well, hey, look, if if that's what has to happen, then you know what? Well, but you're I mean, also still talking. He may have to miss a couple months to start. Well, if that look again, Kevin, if that's what has to happen, I mean, he missed two months this year, right? Would have broken then, then, to be honest, you sign somebody like a Cody Bellinger who could just fill a gap until you bring him back. Well, yeah, look. And honestly, Cody Bellinger might not be a bad signing anyway because he's a, certainly going to be a better outfielder than what they had in Nick Castellanos last year. Yeah, but who, you can't just not play Nick. If he can't DH, Kevin, and you're paying Well, no, but, but Mike, what, well, what are you going to do with him? Well, what are you going to do with him? What am I going to do with him? Cody Bellinger just got, uh, you know, non-tendered by the Dodgers, okay? Cody Bellinger hold on, uh, for two Hold years. on, Mike, Mike, let me, let me finish, okay? If Bellinger is, if you could get Bellinger cheap, okay, at a kind of prove it contract, okay, you put him in right, you put Castellanos while Harper's recovering at DH, okay? okay? Then when Harper comes back, you kind of sort through whatever it is that is. If it's a month or two down the line, you worry about that problem in May and June. Hey, uh, look. If they can get Bellinger for a song and a dance, I, I'm not necessarily sure you're going to be able to do that for a guy who was the MVP three years ago. But, and the fact that the Dodgers don't want him, uh, you know, I mean, well, the, Dodgers the Dodgers are trying to cut some great. salary too. I understand that. I, I get, I understand how all this works. But I'm just saying is they've invested heavily in Castellanos, whether they like it or not. 
okay? And you can't just, I mean, you can. You can just say, hey, you stink. You know, we got to take you out of the lineup again. Um, I can't believe he's going to be as bad next year as he was this year. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not smart enough to figure that all out. And, yeah, if, the, if there wasn't a DH, the Phillies would have a monumental problem. Yeah. Um, and they might not even sign Castellanos if, if there had been no DH. I, I don't know if that factored into their decision to do that. Uh, but when you're making $20 million for the next four years, you know, I, I think you got to kind of play a little bit. Um, maybe you don't. Yeah. You know, but that wouldn't be good. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you think there's any chance at all? Now, can Castellanos play first base or is that no. a nothing? Okay. Do you think there's any chance at all that they would try to trade Hoskins for a for oh, there's a, a, a chance, sure. Bigger time pitcher. I don't know if you're going to get a bigger time picture for one year of Reese Hoskins. Okay, fair enough. Okay. I mean, unless you're telling me that that team's going to instantly sign him and try to buy out. The other part of this, by the way, that everybody has to remember, Nola's, this is Nola's free agent year coming up I beyond know. this year. I know that. I'm so aware you're going to probably I, have to get an extension done here in the offseason. I don't think Nola is going to be back in 223 or 224. 24. So, yeah. I just don't think so. That would be think, real news if he wasn't back in 23. Yeah. I mean, because I, I just think he's probably going to command a lot of money. And I don't know if at that point the Phillies now, – now, if they go out and win a World Series next year, hell, everybody might get signed. Or if he goes um, and wins a Cy Young, yeah. Or if he wins a Cy Young. Yeah, I mean, look, if he has another year like he had this year – I mean, if, forget the last two games. You know, okay, I get it. He, he, he ran out of steam at the end. But he, he pitched well in September when all those other Septembers he hadn't. He pitched yeah. well in the first couple rounds of the playoffs. Um, you know, uh, again, and if you give it to him, then you got to replace him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think for all his defensive issues at first base, and we know he has them, and I told you three months ago it was going to bite them in the butt at some point, and it did, yeah. even though Castellanos made three great catches in the outfield that saved a couple games and whatever. Um, but he does hit 30 home runs. And he does knock in 90 runs. And, you know, it's easy to just take that for granted, uh-huh. especially when your third baseman doesn't really hit for power and your center fielder doesn't hit for power. Um, but that, you know, Hoskins plays a role in this team. And, and um, you know, I know sometimes you have to break the team up. I get it. You got to move some parts around. And, you know, that's why Segura is not here and, and, and things like that. But, um you know, it's, it's just – I'll put it this way. I think it's going to be an interesting offseason. And, again, in baseball, Kevin, as you well know, it ain't over just because you go to spring training. That ain't necessarily the team you're going to take. In, in October, no. Right. I, and, so, I, and I yeah. would say the one final point I want to make on this, it was great that the Phillies got on this run as a wild card. And, you know, they proved that they can play deep and it shows anybody can win the tournament. The the big thing this offseason has to be narrowing this gap with the, with the Mets and the Braves. Well, they, I don't think we know what the Mets are going to be, right? I mean, we know they can spend money, but they, they, they're going to be a different team next year, right? Well, if DeGrom's not back, sure. Well, I, DeGrom might not be back. But um, Verlander could be there, so. Yeah, yeah, I know you're right, but I'm just saying is I fear the Braves more than the Mets. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's just and, and and you know and every team's going to undergo 
So, you know, the Dodgers are go- undergoing changes. Yeah, they have 100 million coming off their payroll right now. Yeah, I, th- I think the teams that were good this year, I think San Diego's a good team. Um, you know, I'm not sure about the Giants. The Cardinals. Well, Giants get Aaron Judge, and you can put them I, in the I mix. Think, I, I'm telling you, I'm not as high when Aaron Judge is a lot. I, I, what he did this year was tremendous. It was historic. I get it. But I, I, I don't see where. I don't know. I, and, and I'm not knocking getting Aaron Judge, but I don't think him alone just automatically, you know, vaults you. I think the, the Giants. He's a centerpiece in that lineup. He makes that like, lineup but I don't instantly think the better. That good. I don't. I, I think what they did last the year before that was tremendous. But um, the Cardinals, I guess, can be a good team. Uh, I'm not sold on Milwaukee. Cardinals have a lot of moving parts too. No Molina anymore. I know. No pool host. I, no, no, I mean, the team that the team that, that to me the Phillies you have to be Braves, right? And you might not. You might have to go in as a wild card again. I I don't I don't know that. Um, but it, it, I mean, it's it, I mean you're just stuck in the wrong right. division. Um, what are you going to do? All right. So finally, let's talk. Oh, six. one thing too, Kat. No, wait. Let's not. I, I heard a lot of discussion about this after they lost about, you know, is it bad? Is it good? Don't forget the month ride they took us on, people. Oh, it was awesome. I, mean, I know it, it ended bad. It always ends. Most of the time it ends bad, right? I mean, it's Philadelphia. It's it's most cities. It doesn't end well. It's the 2010 Flyers. It's the 2001 Sixers. It's the 93 Phils, right? And then once in a while you get the 08 and the 17. Um, So don't, don't. That ride they took us on was probably is one of the best rides we've ever been on in this town. So, you know, please don't lose sight of that and and just, you know. All right. Five minutes on the Sixers before we say goodbye. To uh, her. Yeah. The, the injuries with Embiid and Maxi and Harden make it almost impossible to think – of what this team's going to be because you don't know how these injuries are going to affect them even when they come back. I mean, foot That's injury, right. foot injuries are tricky, especially yeah, when the are. foot injury is on a seven foot two guy. Yep. And it delays all talk about the head coach, and it delays all talk of really of what they are, which is head coach ain't going anywhere. The only way to not till the end of the year, not till the end of the year. Oh, at the end of the year, his contract's off. Um, but the only way that, that something might happen to the head coach is if in January or February when they got most of their guys, you know, and they go like two and ten, you know, and then they might just say, you know what, this ain't working. But then the whole process would have failed. So um, well, I think we're almost at that point anyway. Oh, I think we're me personally. I think we're past that point because I think we're I almost at the point where you almost think about tearing it back down. Well, but you can't tear. What are you going to do? You're going to trade Embiid? Well, you, you can't do that. Well, at some point, at some point, if this doesn't in the next year or two turn into something incredible, Embiid's going to get frustrated and demand out. That's different. That That's a whole different discussion. But And the problem for the Sixers is they've traded all their draft picks. Yeah, well... When the Sixers trade it... So when they go up shit crick, they are really going to be up shit crick. When the Sixers trade it, Wilt. Okay, how'd that I, end I, I, All right. When well, the Sixers trade it, Barkley. How did that end up? So 
you just, you know, are, are Philadelphia as a town willing to go through another five or six year like you went through from 2011 to 2016? My God, I mean, you know, just when they're filling the building and they're doing this, I just don't think the way this team is constituted is going to win it. I mean, I still think they're one of the best when they're healthy, when everything's okay, they're, they're one of the best slow. four or five teams. I know that, but they're still one of the best four or five teams in the East. Does that mean they're going to get out of the East? No. Does that mean they're going to get past the second round? No, not necessarily. But again, the guy scored 100 points in two straight games. I mean, you know, and then people, but at the end of the games, you can't go to him. You know, it's it's a perimeter league. The, The whole league is played on the perimeter, and the Sixers have none of those guys. I mean, Maxie's that guy, but, you know, he he and his guy scores as many as he scores. Yep. So, you know, you're paying Tobias thirty some million. I mean, that's obviously a problem. Tucker is like fifty seven years old, as you pointed out. Um, and again, people question the coach. I, I, the, I question the GM. I wonder what the hell this. Plan I question is. the GM all the time, Kevin. I do. I I I I, I, I don't get Daryl Morey. I really because, don't. He because he talks well. He comes out. And he trades for all the ex Houston players, and and like, on and on. What what has he ever won? I, I mean, well, and there's a yeah. lot of guys that don't win anything. You know, I'm not saying that all guys. That not don't all win of them anything. act like they've reinvented the wheel. I understand that, but like if Andy Reid had never won a Super Bowl, I'd still say Andy Reid was a really good coach. He just didn't win a Super Bowl, and you can make of that what you want. I don't even think Daryl Morey's been to a final. I, I only no, think they they lost they lost. To Golden State a couple Moore times. has been to one Western Conference final, I think. If I'm if I'm right, I could be wrong about that. I think they got one time to the Western Conference final, and that was the year I, I think mean, they lost him and Chris, they lost in seven games to the uh, Warriors. All right, so he's adventurous. Oh, he rolls the dice. Okay, great. That doesn't mean you're a good GM. Ah, uh, hey, look. All all I know is this: the Sixers have a unique player. There's nobody like Embiid, and in today's NBA. He, that's who he is. So, so at times he's unstoppable because people don't have. But at certain points, you know that the game is not played through a guy like Joel Embiid. It just isn't. At the end of games, you need a Kevin Durant. You need a Giannis. You need a, a John ja Morant. You need that. Those you need somebody guys. to shoot threes. Well, you need a guy that can make a play yeah. with the ball in his hands, yep. like Jimmy Butler did. That one, you know, the one year he was here, they don't have that. I mean, Maxi kind of they do. Harden is not that type of player anymore. Um, but again, here you know what's funny, Kevin? So, so, so Embiid scores the 59 two nights after he scored 41 or whatever it was, right? Yeah. And people, and look, it was tremendous. I'm not, hey, I was down there for the first, I was down there the night, uh, that first night, that Saturday people night. People were like, oh my God, nobody does it. Hey, people, Wilt did it 32 times over 60. He holds the NBA record. The next closest guy to him has six. That would be Kobe. So don't they? All these people. Joel was great. I'm not knocking Joel. Mike, at all. Mike, I could give you a stat. You ready? Sure. I love this. Is, Go this ahead. is this is from Boop. Okay. Oh, uh, Boop's got the best stats. I believe this was Boop. I heard this actually on the morning show. They quoted Boop. Okay. Okay. Embiid was like I think the ninth player in NBA history to have a combined hundred plus games or hundred point games in, in two games in two games, right? Okay, Jordan I think did it four times. Kobe did it I think three. 
There's like, you know, there was like two or three other guys. You kind of, Damian Lillard may have been on that list or whatever. Wilt did it 83 times. Yeah. People just don't understand. And I don't think the NBA was different then. I get it. But Wilt was going up against Bill Russell 10 times a year. Yeah. And Walt Bellamy. Yeah. And um, Al Adels and what was it? There was another guy who was. Who all right, was all right, all right. Let's not get. Let's not turn this into Sunny. No, 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 but but in, but in beef. But what we're getting back to though, Kevin is I don't think the Sixers as they are comprised, right. even when they're healthy, even when they're all. I oh, think I, I they, think they're a six seed right now. Right, yeah, but I think if they're healthy, they're they're a six seed like right a now. I know, but I think they could be. Yeah, but they're only like three games out of the first. No, I'm saying like, when they're when they get healthy, Mike. I think they're, they're going to top out as a six seed. Okay, so who are the teams ahead of them? It's the Bucks, ba- Boston, Milwaukee. Right. I think Cleveland's better than them. Okay. I think Atlanta, when Atlanta gets healthy, is better than them. By the way, right now they're the nine. Okay? Oh, I know. I know. I know. Um, I think once Brooklyn gets everybody kind of back on the same page, Brooklyn's better than them. I'm willing to put them in the four or five range, but... But we're not that far. Would it stun me if they end up in the playing tournament? No, would it? Uh, th- yeah, depending upon right. how long all the guys top, are hurt. Top, stuff, yeah. The top six right now in, in the East, Boston, Milwaukee. By the way, the Sixers are four and a half behind both of them. Okay? Okay. Cleveland, who's pretty good. Donovan Mitchell's made yeah. them better. Yeah, they're good. Indiana, who I think is a bit fraudulent. Okay. Yeah. Washington, who's a bit fraudulent. Right. Atlanta, who I think is decent. Uh, Toronto is a, a little over their heads. The Knicks are a defensive train wreck. Brooklyn will be fine. Brooklyn will be fine. Yeah, Miami. Miami's playing badly too. Miami and Chicago probably are in that same area as the Sixers yeah. right now. I mean, look, it's a conference where there's two teams that are head and shoulders pretty much above. Now, that's not saying like I, I agree with you about Cleveland. I think Cleveland's pretty good. I think Cleveland's there's really good. A, but I think either Boston or Milwaukee, in all likelihood, one of those two guys are coming out of the East. Milwaukee's and nine I, and one at home. Well, look, they're good. Yeah, <laughs> they got, and then they don't even have Middleton yet. No. By the way, Cleveland has the highest point differential uh, margin of in the league right now. Yeah, they're good young. They're good young. They're team. really I mean, good. Yeah, and and you know Atlanta's not bad. I mean, oh. there's a lot of teams that that are, you know. And uh, Kevin, I love Jalen Brunson. He's one of the favorite guys. Oh, Jaylen, what, what, are the, what are the Jaylen. Knicks thinking? Well, I know what the Knicks are Jaylen. thinking. Rick's up there sitting on the bench, and and you know the the, the GM is, is was his agent and all that kind. Of, and I loved you, Jalen. I wish he would have stayed in in Dallas. I just wish he would have. I and I get it. If he's getting more money in New York, I understand it. I'm not begrudging him one cent. He's a tremendous player, but you can't build a franchise around that. You can't. Trying to recreate the Villanova 16 backcourt with him and Archer Diacono. Is Arch up there now? Arch is up there. He's backup. He's a strict reserve. But yeah, and, and I, like I said, I love Jalen. I, I love watching him play. I love you know, but I watch the Knicks and I just like I want to. Yeah, he's averaging off. about 21 a game right now. Yeah, and yeah. and I think he was in a perfect situation in Dallas. But again, Dallas might not have wanted him, or might not have wanted to give him enough. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I, I get Jalen's reasons. I I, I do too. He's making a hundred million dollars. I mean, for for on. a guy in the second round, not bad. But Jalen to me is a guy who's better when he's playing on a winning team because he brings those qualities to teams that make. If you're on a bad team, yep. Jalen Brunson's wasted. I think. Well, but that's that's Tibbs, me. 
Tibbs might be gone there soon. Well, sure so. he's going to be gone. <laughs> I mean, come on. He comes in the first year. It's like Vigneault. Yeah. Comes in the first year, you know, one coach in a year or whatever. You know, hey, they improved by this many games. They lost to Atlanta. And, and got, that screwed the Sixers up because then the Sixers lost. To, I mean, the Sixers would have beat the Knicks, right? Yeah. So we wouldn't have been having any of these Ben Simmons. This guy, by the way, he's playing, to, he's playing tonight. Yeah, he's, <laughs> nobody else is, but he is. Uh, uh, and, and I would be remiss if I didn't point out this was the big Dave Jones versus Mike Kern hyperventilation game back in August coming up this week in Ohio State at Michigan. Stay, or Michigan at Ohio State. I'll stand by what I said. They're they're foaming at the mouth. Michigan's good. I, I, you know, I wasn't sure Michigan would be eleven to zero. They are now. The running backs hurt, which may you know, present a problem. Yep. I, I just think if 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 Ohio State gets ahead in this game, it's going to be downhill and it's going to be the, the spread seven. I believe, give yep. or take. I stand by my look. If Michigan goes in and beats them, hey, good for Michigan. I, they, you know. But I just don't think they're winning that game. And I didn't think it back in September when Davey was on. I don't think it today. And It's not the I biggest game won. of the weekend, though, Mike. Not, what, Notre Dame-USC? Yeah, Trojans are playing for a playoff spot. Uh, Somebody's got – well, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying, yeah. Well, they have to win another game after that, though. They would have to win – they'd have to beat somebody in the, in the title game. Yeah, it would be Utah, would it? What's that? Would be Utah, correct? Uh, who's going to win the West? I don't know. Yeah. Or the North? I think, Utah, or Oregon, I think, Utah or Oregon, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and, and Oregon just beat Utah. Uh, let me double check that. Go ahead. So get, Oregon get, just but, beat them last week by... I, I know, but I'm double, checking, I'm double checking the standings. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the quarterback for SC is really good, and the coach obviously knows what he's doing. Notre Dame's been playing well. Um. I think they're five and a half point doggies. It will be USC uh, and Oregon, by the way. Right now. Okay, and I don't think they played this year. I don't. I don't think that was a uh, no because they got rid of the North South. By the way, oh, at oh, least according to these oh, standings, okay, I yeah. I um, I mean, look, it, 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 so, somebody's. I mean, TCU is screwing this all up because they refuse to lose. Yeah, so that, that's going to uh, happen. Well, they only have two more shots to lose, and it probably yeah. ain't going to be this week. So somebody's going to have to beat him in the Big Twelve title game. That I don't be, know who that is. Probably Kansas State. Okay, um, maybe they can. I'm not. I'm, look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you TCU can't lose. But if they don't lose, they're going to get into the playoffs. It's as simple as that. You're not going to keep them out. Um, yeah, that four, that four spot. I mean, if it's not USC, well, if USC wins the next two, USC will be the three. And whoever the Ohio State Michigan winner is, is and presuming they win the Big Ten, they'll probably go to two. Four then becomes TCU or a second team from the Big or the SEC. Well, if if, if do, are you, do you have Georgia winning the the? SEC? I have Georgia winning the SEC. Okay, see, because I even think if Georgia gets beaten the SEC title game, they're in. And LSU would go too. Then I don't think LSU goes with two losses. You, if if LSU has, wins if, the SEC Kevin, and LSU's already going Kevin, to the title game. Timeout, Kevin. If TCU is unbeaten, okay, and Clemson and SC both have one loss and win their conferences, 
I think you have a tough time putting a two-loss LSU over them. No, no. I have TCU. If TCU wins out, TCU is going to go in. Okay. I'm saying if, but they'll probably go in as the, they'll probably go in as the four. Who would? TCU would be the four. If Georgia loses the SEC, no, final, Mike, Mike, what, Mike, what Mike, 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 Georgia? Georgia would probably still be two or three. Uh, not, I don't know. I, I, I would have to. I think last year they didn't they move Cincinnati up to three last year. No, they were four. They they played Bama. Was Bama the one seed last Bama year? Bama was the yeah, one. Because they, because they beat Georgia in the SEC title. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this thing could still go. Look, I mean, it, I, I don't think Clemson should be in. Okay. I don't either. What? I don't what think, and it? honestly, I'll, I'll say this right now. Whoever loses Michigan, Ohio State, I don't want to hear that you you get in backdoor. No, 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 but he, no, 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 no. But here's the problem. And, and the problem is that Michigan hasn't played anybody. Well, neither is Ohio State except, well, Notre Dame beginning of the year. Well, they beat Notre Dame, and that looks like a good win now. So, you know, uh, if that's a three-point game, okay, it goes down to the final second, somebody Uh kicks a field goal. I'm guaranteeing you that there's going to be an argument to put both of them in. Now, whether that holds true or not, again, it all depends. If TCU loses, if USC loses, if um, you could certainly make an argument for Michigan and Ohio State over Clemson, I think. You could certainly make an argument for them over a two-loss LSU team uh, because at some point, wins and losses have to matter. They, I mean, they have to – LSU lost at home to, by 27 to Tennessee. And I get it that Tennessee's really good. I mean, Tennessee's totally different now without Henry Alabama's Hooker. lost two games this year yep. on the final play uh-huh. at Tennessee and uh-huh. at LSU now. This isn't. I'm not saying this is a great Alabama team because they barely beat Texas and they barely beat somebody else, uh, A and M or somebody. I don't know. Right. Um. But again, I think if Michigan Ohio State is at, at one of those Titanic games that we're talking, you know, it's just yeah, everybody walks away from the game going, "Oh my God, it was 30 to 27. The guy won on a field goal at the end. Why? Why? If, if they're one and three now, why, why would you necessarily? Now again, it depends. If TCU wins out, they're in. That knocks somebody out. If 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 USC wins the Pac-12, if Clemson wins the ACC, they will be sitting there with one loss as a conference champion, which I don't know how much value we put on that or we don't put on that. And that this is why they're going to a 12-team playoff, to avoid these arguments. But the sad part is in a 12-team playoff, Penn State would be in an A in a playoff team. But that's, that's a whole other argument. Um, they're beating the teams they have to beat, and good for them. Um, LSU is still a five after the latest poll, which just got okay. released. Well, look, if LSU is at five, then what the committee is telling you, and I don't agree with them, but they're telling you that LSU is ahead of Clemson and they're ahead of SC. So what they're telling you is that if LSU beats Georgia, they're in. Uh huh. And I got to believe Georgia's in. I think Georgia's in no matter what. Yeah. Right. So that's two SEC teams, not. So that I don't think they put two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams, but again, if if I don't think Clemson's going to lose, but they could, I guess, because you know they're not, I don't know who they're going to play in the ACC title game. I'm trying to remember, is it NC? Oh God, I, I should know this. But anyway, um, you know, but if if SC runs the table, would have had to beat Notre Dame and beat Oregon. That's two pretty good wins. Um, 
By the way, I don't know. See, I'm see, I'm. This is me now. This is Mike Kern talking. Covered college football forever. I do not put a two loss LSU team in. I'm sorry, that's me, because I think the number of games you win at some point has to count. I, I, I you know, so so they're they're bumping LSU up because they because they beat out Alabama. God bless them on a two point conversion. Good for them. It was a great win for them. I, I, I'm not knocking what they're doing, but to me, at some point, th- those two losses got to count. I don't know, but maybe I'm nuts. I, I, I you know, yep. I thought that's what college football was supposed to be, right? No, yeah, I'm, I'm still. Kevin, this is Kevin. This is exactly why they're expanding the playoff. It's for exactly this reason, and the shame of it. Not the shame of it. That's a bad word. But what's going to mean is, if let's say there's a 12-team playoff, which it seems like that's the number they're looking at, Ohio State, Michigan this week means nothing. Nope, because both. Well, it, mean, no, it means both you might in. get a buy. Right. Means you might get a buy in the first round. Um, the LSU Georgia game means nothing because right. they both be in, um, and that's what I think has always separated college football for better or for worse. Yep, was that these games, you know. Meant something. Yeah. And I, I like that about college football. And if somebody gets screwed, somebody gets screwed. And that's part of the reason <laughs> that's part of the reason why UCLA USC last weekend was awesome to watch. Because it Exactly. Something. Exactly. You, you, it's um and again, I understand that the world nowadays is all about playoffs. Baseball wants more playoffs. The NFL wants more playoffs. Everybody wants more playoffs because that's what people want to watch. I understand that. But, man, there's something about the fact that, you know, if Alabama plays Clemson on September the 15th, the loser knows that that could keep them out of something at some point. Well, yeah. you know, that that might, you know, and maybe it's more fair to have a 12-team playoff. I, I don't we, know. Let, let's put it this way. Here's a here's a interesting scenario, okay? The one playoff scenario would have Georgia-USC playing in Atlanta at the Peach Bowl, Okay. Likely, if Georgia's number one, Georgia's going to play in Atlanta, right? Right. So if USC somehow, like, so Georgia's basically going to play. If you're USC, you're going to have to fly across, play a home game in front of Georgia to have the right to maybe go back to SoFi to go play a home game for the national championship. So it's just. I mean, but again, it's so many things could happen. And to me, the, the, the key in all this is TCU. Yeah. Because TCU is the team that nobody thinks should be there, right? You know, they're, yeah, they're, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. Lee Corso, but, Lee Corso has been beating that drum for weeks. But if you go thirteen and zero in a major conference, it's kind of hard to say. Like, like if TCU goes thirteen and zero and doesn't get in, I mean, what are you saying? Really. Um, you know, it, it, it's you know, hey TCU was nice. You played all year. You won thirteen games. There's go, a, go to the go to the uh, Arizona Bowl. Or something. I was just gonna say, there's a lot of Iowa State fans. I think this week. Yeah. Well, yeah, everybody sure, and, and whoever they're playing in the next game, it, whether it's Baylor or you said K State, yeah. so maybe it's K State and K State could beat them. I'm not. Where is the Big Twelve final? By the way, is that it's at Jerry World? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So TCU, okay. Um, but again, there, there's a lot of moving parts in all this, which is again what I think makes college football great. Yeah. Is it? And I don't think the winner of Ohio State, Michigan loses in the Big Ten final, but in theory they could. Yeah. 
right? I don't think they're going to because the West team never beats them and the West ain't good this year, but there is that hurdle that could screw it up even more. And the thing with uh-huh. TCU, the one thing I'll point out with TCU, four teams, five, excuse me, five teams they've beat out of their 11 wins were ranked at the time they beat them. Yeah, and and, and that's got to count. Yeah. And, and like I said, the only thing I can say for certainty right now as we sit here is I, I think George is in. Yeah, I think so. Because too. I just think if Georgia... I think Georgia's in, and obviously the Ohio State-Michigan winner's in. Yes, you're right. The Ohio State... Well, yeah, right. Because I don't think... They're There's no the way they lose to the West. I don't think they're going to lose in the Big no. 10 final. But, again, Georgia... Now, I'm assuming Georgia's going to beat Georgia Tech, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean that... You know, who knows? Georgia Tech's been playing better. At Georgia, But, again, I don't think that's going to happen. Nope. So, the only thing... I think you're right. The Georgia and the Michigan-Ohio State winner... Yep. I think those two teams are in, and then I think there's about six teams, five teams, six teams that have a chance. Yep. The TCU, the loser of Michigan, Ohio State, USC, LSU, and Clemson. Yep. So that's five for two spots. Yep. All right. Well, Mike, it's been fun to uh, get back together here. Um, yeah, man. Yep. Uh, enjoy vacation next week. Uh, I yeah. Will- I will bring somebody on, and we will uh, we will do this at that point, uh, me and the other guy, and then we'll come back and in two the, weeks. The, the Eagles aren't losing to the Packers, right? Who knows? I yes, I don't I, think so. But the that, I mean, I, I guess me. Rodgers could go nuts, right? I guess that's always a possibility, and, and the Eagles are going to do that blackout thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I just don't like before the year. I would have said, hey, yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers is coming here. I, I think they, they had that one moment against Dallas where they yep. came back, and I think that's probably it. it. Yep. Gobble, gobble, Mr. Kern. Happy Thanksgiving to you and the family. Are you having it at your house? Uh, we are actually, we are we have pre-bought turkey this year. Somebody else is cooking the turkey. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Now we're going to the, the place in Reading Terminal, the original turkey. Right. We have bought the turkey from there. Well, I got... I'm going up to my sons because that's what we always do. And they, but I got a um, a Cajun turkey from Popeyes okay. that I'm bringing in addition to their turkey. Um, so we're going to try it. I've been meaning to do this for about right. five years, and I said, "What the hell?" Yeah. So Let's we are we are hosting, but it's not traditional. So, hey, how is your mom doing? By the way, uh, thank you for asking. Uh, she is getting slowly better. Uh, she is here at the house. Uh, she actually has enjoyed time with my wife and my stepdaughter. And she's not working at Acme, right? She she's not doing that. Uh, she is still out on leave. Uh, okay. She is planning on going. I know she wanted to go back. She still say. is planning on going back. Uh, she yeah. has some doctor's appointments around the end of the calendar year, and that'll probably make a large determination on which. And your son's back. your son's doing better from his. He uh, has gone back to work. Joey is back at work this week, so um, it's I, a festivist miracle. It is, it is. So feats, feats of strength. And one day, and one day, I will get my voice fully back. So I don't know, man. It's been like three weeks now. I know, I know. It's just this. It, the cold is just well, as we mentioned before. You work at a school, yeah, you end up with this, and you end up actually. You sound like. You sound like Ray Barone on everybody else's <laughs> No. <I> no. <laughs> Linville, New York. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Kern. Have a good one, man. Yep. Take care. And our thanks to all of you for joining us on this. And a happy Thanksgiving to you.
Uh, all the best. Stay safe. This has been Work of the Beat.